right, Kay Chapel. These are our 2019 graduates. The class of 2019. And yes, it's a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. We will now go further into the service. After that, I know y'all feel like giving him praise. Especially y'all, right? Especially y'all, right? Come on, stand to your feet. Let's give him thanks this morning for all he's done. Yes. Come on, let me hear you, graduates. Now, I you to ready your hearts and minds for our devotional period. 
Our deacons are going to come in this order. Our scripture will be given by Brother Charles Moore. We'll have prayer by Brother Troy Lester. We'll have a song by Deacon Williams, Kelvin Williams. Responsive reading by Brother Allen. And finally, the congregational hymn will be led by Deacon Ken Brown. We'll come in that order. Morning. Morning. Congratulations, grads. Y'all looking beautiful. Our scripture today will come from uh, James uh, chapter 3, verse 1 through 12. And it reads as follows My brother, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in the word, the same is a perfect man and able also to brittle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which thou they, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small hem. Whithersoever the governed listen, even so the tongue and the little members and the bow saith great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of inequity. So is the tongue among our members that is defiled to the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings of and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Do a fountain send forth a same, do a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olive berries? Either a vine, fig. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh water. May the Lord bless the hearers and doers of the word. Thank you. Father God, we come with heads bowed and hearts humbled once more. Thanking you most of all, Father God, for your many blessings. Ask, Father God, that you will allow us to lift up the redemptive blood of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this day and forevermore for the remission of our sins and our mistakes. For I don't know about anybody else, but I've got a few. Bless Father God, our comings and our goings by crowning up with your wisdom, with your knowledge, with your understanding that we may continue to seek you after and do those things that you are pleased with towards you and especially our fellow man. Father, we are gathered here to honor a milestone in some of our young people's lives 
realizing, Father, that this is just the beginning for some, and it's a continuous road for others. Pray, Father God, for their success. Pray that you will make their path straight as possible. Go with them, Father, throughout their journeys, and bless them. Bless this church and its boards and its members. Bless our pastors and the leaders of this church. For Father, without good leaders, we, we are doomed to fail. Bless us as a people and bless us as a nation that we may above all do your will. For Father God, we stand at your mercy realizing that there are lots of things happening in this city. We reached 40 some killings and murders and, and Father God it seemed that there's no end but you spoke about these things in your, in your word. You say that if men will pray and not faint then you will heal their land. Heal our land, Father, for we need you. We need your intervention. Bless us as a people now and keep us in your, keep all of us under the umbrella of your holiness, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, good morning. Our song this morning is one I know the graduates can relate to. Because to get to where they are right now, they've definitely held on to God's hand. So please join me. As a matter of fact, get Reverend Buckler a mic. Let him help me out as we sing, um, Hold to God's Unchanging Hand.
Good morning, church. As we prepare for the responsive reading, I want you to know it's not a formality. It's an opportunity for us to quote God's word as a unison. So, Father, so as a body, I want to ask you, take it to your heart and really mean it when you say it. Our responsive reading, all together, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Once again, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Thank you, church. Terry just opened the doors for that, so I'm going to take you there with him. Uh, the congregation here is going to be the blood will never lose its power. Come with me in Zion song.
We thank you all for your participation and devotion, and we can truly say there is a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Brother Thickhand. We thank you so much, our participants in the devotion. Wonderful this morning, and I think I just kind of felt everything throughout this entire congregation. We thank God for your efforts and thank God for your purpose and all that you uh, wound up doing. It. We're going to move uh, forward. Uh, we're going to ask now that you prepare for uh, your benevolent offering, for our benevolent offering, for the benevolent offering, and give as God has given you. Amen. And just one thing I want to say, you can't be God-given. We're going to ask that you prepare now, and this choir is going to give us a message and song, and, and of course, the
That's why you gotta get your praise on when you can get it. Come on. Hallelujah. It's all right to say it. Come on. That's why I came. Father, we come thanking you for another day, thanking you for this opportunity to return to this place. Father, we are so thankful that we were able to give to those that are less fortunate than ourselves. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just pour this out on their lives, that they may know you better, Lord. Father, for this offer, we ask that you would accept it in the name of thy son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. just to share a few announcements with you. Brother Steve Collins lost his grandmother yesterday. He will be traveling to California to escort the body and, 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 and of course, back to Jackson. We ask you to pray for that family. Um, our own Brother Carol's wife lost her maternal grandmother this morning, and I know that you know that we need to pray for that family as well. The IJW Ranch Thank you to Kay Chapel family for all that you did. Uh, thank you from, from his daughter, Grace Branch, and his son, Charles Branch, Jr. And most of all, thank his for his sister, Catherine Clay, and thank God for all of his many kind and blessings. The saddens us to announce the passing of Sister Mamie Thomas's sister. Funeral services are scheduled for Saturday, June 1st, and we at, at one o'clock. And we ask you to please pray for that family. And I know it's going to be uh, uh, in South Mississippi, but I know that you can just pray that that family will get through the situation there. We ask that you also pray for Brother Graham. Uh, he's, he needs our prayers. I understand that he's at home doing quite well, but please pray for him. We ask also that you pray for. The Branch family, Charles, uh, Reverend Charles Branch was laid to rest on yesterday. Most of you that came, of course, know that. We ask you to continue to pray for that family as well. Mrs. Bonnie Harris would like us to just pray and set up some timber for her. She's home and I think doing quite well, but still needs our prayers. Danny McCoy and wife lost a brother, and we ask that you please uh, pray for them as well. Just pray one for another, amen. Because what they've gone through is yet for us to come, so it will come. We're going to get some additional announcements now from the media. Media? Good morning, K Chapel. Join us today during the 11 o'clock worship service for our baccalaureate celebration. Attention youth, please take note that on Saturday, June the 1st, choir rehearsal will take place at 9 a.m. and the buses will depart for the Grand Paradise Water Park at 10 a.m and arrive back at 6.30 p.m. The 2019 Summer Reading Program will take place here at Cape on June the 24th through June the 28th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. each day. Registration forms are available in the Old Fellowship Hall and you can register on the Cape Chapel app. The Social Services Resource Guide provided by Secord is now available on the Cape Chapel website at kchapel.nucleus.church. VBS 2019 will be here in just a few weeks. Join us for Super Training University with Jesus on June the 11th 
through June the 13th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. each night with dinner served at 5. You can pre-register in the Fellowship Hall or on the Gay Chapel app. Okay, men, grab a pen and a piece of paper or open your phone and take down the details for these upcoming Men's Day activities. On Monday, June the 3rd, join us for a bowling tournament at the Metro 24 Bowling Center off Lynch Street. This event will take place at 6 p.m. and the cost is $25 for adults and $15 for kids. The contact is Brother Ernest Green or Brother Charles Simpson. And on Friday, June the 7th, the 15th annual Nate Ruffin Golf Tournament will take place at the Whisper Lake Golf Course at 8 a.m. with the putting contest at 10 and the shotgun start at 11. Please contact Brother Kelvin Williams for more information. The three-on-three -three basketball tournament will be held on Friday, June the 7th at 7 p.m. here in the Willie Wright Family Life Center. And then on Saturday, June the 8th at 9 a.m., the Men's Day Choir Rehearsal will take place. All are welcome to participate. And once you're done lending your voices on Saturday, head on over to Brother Troy Lesser's Ranch for a skeet shooting contest at 11 a.m. The cost is $15 per person. Shotguns only, 12 or 20 gauge, and kids 12 and under must be accompanied by an adult. The contact for this event is Brother Thomas Owens. And finally, on Sunday, June the 9th, during 11 o'clock worship service, we will have our Men's Day celebration. If you missed any of these details, don't worry. We've loaded all this information into the K-Chapel app for your convenience. All month long, it has been our goal to ensure that each member at Cade knows who their deacon is and how to reach them. If you still don't know your deacon, it's important to us that you take a quick minute, open up the K-Chapel app, and fill out the Find My Deacon form. And once you've completed this form, you'll be provided the information needed to meet your deacon. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to one of our very own men in black with the purple ties, and they'll be happy to assist. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab in the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Oh, we got that done? I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. If I may have just a minute, about 15. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Listen, recently I lost a sister, and my wife lost a brother. And now, I could have sent a card, but I decided that it's best to just say thank you from the heart. I like to do it personally. You prayed for us. We just want to say thank you for all your prayers. Thank you all for your, your gifts, your acts of kindness. Whatever you did, we just want to say thank you so much because you have no idea how much that meant to both of us. I lost a sister one week, and my wife lost her brother the very next week. So it has been a hard time, and we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all of your prayers. Thank you again. We're going to pause now and just recognize our visitors. Listen, if you are present today and if you are not a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you to please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Stand up, visitors. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. God bless you. Remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buck, our pastor, Minister Reverend Hart Buck, and all of our members, we're just so happy that you chose to wish us today. If you just visit, please come in the time and schedule out. But if by chance you're looking for a church home, just know that you are at home. Amen.
God bless you. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you can only get here at K Chapel Mishnah Baptist Church.
Good afternoon, church. On the uh, second Sunday in June, you've heard the announcement made about Men's Day, June 9th at 11 o'clock. And uh, my appeal is only to ask all the men of Cade Chapel, first of all, to please stand. All the men, please stand. Men, this is our day, the day that we show God's love for his people in our own manly way. One way we can do that is by filling up this choir stand. We got a rehearsal Thursday night at seven o'clock. Y'all know I don't sing up there, but I'm gonna be there. I see you out there, my college partner, all over the world doing fancy things. Let's do something for the Lord. Let's show up and sing out. The ladies always beat us doing, look like everything. Let, let's try one time to beat them doing something. Ladies, we love you now. We need you. Bone of my bone, I'm cleaning up. It wasn't for, it wasn't for my rib, though, you know. But I love you. And men, let's sing those Zion songs. Meet me here at 7 o'clock on Thursday night. And we're going to sing. Amen. That's all I got. At this time, we'll have a special presentation of our graduates. Gerald Butler, Jr. Edrina Crosby. Jamar Guy. Antoine Kitchen. Jacob Pittmans. Jalen Roach. 
Jalen Smith. Alandria Garrett. Patricia Thurman.
thank you all. Boy, that big crowd, I think we can do a little bit better than that. Come on, give them a round of applause. Yeah, see, I told you. Amen. God bless you. We want to congratulate them. I know they put in some long hours, and it's, it's paying off now. Amen. God bless you. This time now, we're going to pause and just prepare to accept our tithes and offertory period. And just don't forget again that you can't be God-given. We ask you give as you have been so blessed. And I promise you that he will continue to do even more than what he's doing now. The choir's going to come, and we're going to get words from the pulpit. And uh, we're going to prepare now to give as we have been so blessed. say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap also bountifully. So let each one give as he purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have an all-sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. God's words for God's people. For those who are worshiping with us online, this is a time also that you can contribute. You should see some instructions now or go to our website and see where you would be able to provide for the offertory participation in K Chapel service. These offerings are used for the building up of God's kingdom and the helping of God's people.
May we sing the dark songs together. so well and we're going to ask if you just prepare us to res be receptive of the message that's forthcoming this morning oh I'm sorry go ahead please thank you mr. thick fan uh, this morning pastor has asked in both services that we would salute the occasion of our nation June I mean June John 15, 13 says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This Memorial Day weekend was established as a federal holiday in these United States for remembering and honoring to date more than 1.2 million persons who have died while serving in the United States Armed Forces. This 2019 Memorial Day will be observed on Monday, May 27th. We here at Cade Chapel ask that you stand in your hearts in solidarity for those who volunteered, those who were drafted, and those who were just called to service for this nation. And then they made the supreme sacrifice, giving their lives ever since the American Revolution, the Indian Wars, the Civil Wars, the World Wars, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and then there were those things that they call rebellions, occupations, crisis, invasions, conflicts, and even peacekeeping missions. We must be a grateful nation in memorial let us pray lord as you instructed your disciples to follow your command our sisters and brothers over the years followed the command of military service it was because of their love for this nation and for their families we give thanks for their courage and dedication lord we pray that their fruitfulness shall remain for future generations to embrace with respect and love. We have come 
over a way that with tears has been watered. We've come treading our path through the blood of the slaughters. Holy Spirit, give us a sense of peace right now as we share various tributes this week and we give public recognition for all of our fallen soldiers. May we ever stand true to our God and true to our native land. We remember those who died so that others may live. We give you all the glory and honor as our risen Savior, and it's in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. And as our money says, we trust in God. May God bless America. We'll get one final selection and then we'll be ready for the sermon for the morning.
begotten son to save us and he said whosoever will let them come I want you to know that everybody under the sound of my voice we were created for praise our hallelujah belongs to him because he loved us before we even loved ourselves. Let's bless God for these young people. We do give all honor, all glory, and all praise to our God and to our Savior Jesus Christ and to the Holy Spirit, our Comforter, and then we thank God for our pastor in his absence, Pastor Reginald Buckley. And we praise God for our pastor emeritus who is with us today. And I thank God for my fellow yokemen of the gospel and I thank God for all of you. It's a blessing to be here. We could have been somewhere else. But God blessed us to be in the house of prayer one more time. And for that, I don't know about you, but I'm mighty, mighty grateful. And I just want you to know that God is able to do anything but fail. To the graduates, yes, we say congratulations. I want you to join me now as I take the scripture for today from the book of James and I ask you to stand in reverence to our God. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church for we who teach will be judged by God with great strictness. We all make many mistakes, but those who control their tongues can also control themselves in every other way. 
we can make a large horse turn around and go wherever we want him to go by means of a small bit in his mouth and a tiny rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot wants it to go even through the winds that are strong so also the tongue is a small thing but what enormous damage it can do a tiny spark can set a great fire and the tongue is a flame of fire it is full of wickedness that can ruin your whole life. It can turn the entire course of your life into a blazing flame of destruction. For it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It's an uncontrollable evil, which is full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and our Father, and sometimes it breaks out into curses against those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Can you pick olives from a fig tree or figs from a grapevine? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty pool. You may be seated in the presence of our God. Today, on this day that we honor our graduates, we will be speaking from the subject, the power of words. Imagine a weapon so powerful that it makes the atom bomb look like a toy. This weapon has the potential to literally bring anguish into the life of every human being on the planet. But without necessarily destroying them physically, this weapon could, however, produce scars that last a lifetime, scars that may never heal properly. This weapon is available to the poorest as well as the richest people on earth. The laws, the possession, or the use of this weapon can be dangerous. No weapon that now exists or will exist will have the deadly potential of this ancient weapon. It's as old as man himself. And I want each and every one in the house to stick your tongue out and look down at it right now. This weapon is the tongue, and we all have one. The Bible teaches us that our tongue has great power. It has power to heal, and it has power to destroy. 
It has power to bless and it has power to curse. And we are to be wise in the use of this member of our body. It can bring pain and it can bring pleasure. It's all in how you use it. Over there in the book of James, in the third chapter, James tells us that speech is an awesome and powerful ability. It's in this sense that James cautions us, and he tells those who would desire to be a speaker or a teacher, your words, for this reason, will come with great responsibility. Those who speak to others will be held to a higher accountability by God himself. Why such a warning? How can language be so powerful as to warrant this warning? Well, think about it. Think about history and some of the great movements of this planet. Hitler mesmerized an entire people by his speeches. And he convinced huge crowds of people to commit horrible crimes against humanity. Winston Churchill inspired a ravaged Britain to keep on fighting until victory. And then right here in these United States, John F. Kennedy moved the United States by his speeches and his vision. And his motto was, Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. There's power in words. If you don't believe it, ask a dark-skinned, tall black man from Chicago, Illinois, who ran a campaign on three words. Three words. Three words. This man ran his campaign on, and he said, yes, we can. And yes, we did. Thank God. That's power in words. The words have power to move this planet like the living word. The word was made flesh. This truly speaks of the power of the tongue. Because Jesus Christ revolutionized the human race with the power of his words. His very existence was the word of God made flesh. Most of the great events of history are connected to the speeches of small and great men and women. And history is full of the realities of the power of words. I came across a statistic that shocked me. I was not sure if I wanted to believe it or not, but then I thought about it. The statistic said that 11 million words are spoken by the average individual a year. 11 million words. And you know, this is easier to, to believe about some people than it is about others. I got a cousin, and I wouldn't dare call his name, but he probably speaks 11 million words a month. 
but our words matter. Words are incredibly powerful. They can build up, they can encourage, and they can motivate. Words can also tear down. They can hurt, and they can cause horrible scars. Remember the saying that when we were kids, we would say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Don't you believe that? Don't you believe that? That is not true. Words are incredibly powerful. They can build up. And sticks and stones can break down in the form of words. Some of us are living with scars of hurtful words that came from others even when we were children. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. You see, Jesus spoke plainly about our use of words. He tells us for every careless word that would be an accounting in the day of judgment. We expect Jesus to condemn profane and vile uses of the tongue. But then idle words. We say some words carelessly without concern for the impact that they will have on other people. Why would God care so much about those? We assume that the sins of our tongue are minor sins, but sins are sins, and none of them will God overlook. So how do we use words? The Bible has a lot to say about the usage of our words. It says refrain from attack words. Words can be used as a weapon to lash out into people. Some people goal seem to be just to hurt as many people as they can with their words. The first thing some people do in the morning is get up and brush their teeth. But then they take that brush and they sharpen their tongue. And they sharpen it so they can stick it in folk like a dagger and then twist it. Words can hurt. Words can harm. And God does not want us to use our words as a weapon. But he wants us to use our words to bless others. Jesus says in Matthew 5 and 44, he said, But I tell you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. And then he says, refrain from gossip. We need to be careful about the news that we share concerning others. Someone said, there's only one thing more difficult than unscrambling an egg. And that's trying to unspread a rumor. You can't do it. Gossip is destructive, and it is subtle. Someone begins with a conversation, did you hear? Or have you heard? Before you know it, you caught up in the middle of some gossip. And don't believe everything you hear, and then don't entertain it too long, because that person with who gossips to you 
when they leave you, they're going to gossip about you. Be careful about listening to gossip. Gossip is garbage. And you're not a garbage can. So don't entertain it. College graduates, many of you will be going to your various colleges and universities. Be careful who you choose to hang with. Be careful to whom you choose as friends. Because if you're running with a gossiper, you may find yourself in big trouble just for the company that you keep. So be careful about gossip and gossipers. Use clean words. Some words are just not proper to speak. You know, when we were kids, mama used to tell us if the wrong thing came out of our mouth, she was going to wash it out with soap. And I knew I didn't want to borrow soap in my mouth. So I watched my language. You know, we used to sing a song as kids. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. And it's still appropriate for us as grown folk. It's still appropriate for us as Christians. Be careful, little Christian, what you say. You know, we need to use truthful words too, sisters and brothers. Jesus said, but let your words, yes, mean yes. And let the word no mean no. Anything more than that is from the devil. People need to be able to believe what you say. And lying destroys anybody's credibility. And chances are that it will eventually catch up with you. And it could hurt you in a big, big, and major way. You know, I remember a story that I heard about a woman who was hosting guests for dinner. Story goes that she decided she wanted to serve chicken to her guests. So she went to the grocery store and she told the butcher, she said, I would need to get a whole chicken from you and I'm serving guests this evening and I need you to give me a whole chicken. So the butcher looked in the freezer and Looked and said, mm. said to himself, I don't have but one. So he got it and took it out. He went to the scale, put the chicken on the scale. He said, ma'am, this is two pounds. She said, good. That's good. She said, um, but I really need one probably bigger than that because I got quite a few guests coming. Can I get something bigger than that? So the butcher went back to the freezer and took the chicken and put it over there and rolled it around a couple of times, and then he came back out with it and went to the scale and put it on the scale. He said, ma'am, you in luck, three pounds. She said, that's great. I want that one and the other one. The butcher had a problem. He had a big problem. Let the words that flow from your mouth be truthful. And then, as Christians, 
let's not be called hypocrites. If you keep evil in your heart, you can be sure it will spill out of your mouth. And only a fool believes he can be a spring of fresh water and, and salty water at the same time. The hypocrisy of saying that you are a Christian but not speaking it, it makes people say that we Christians are not for real. It makes a mockery out of Christianity to those who come in contact with your life. So we need to realize that we can only really allow one flow to flow from our mouths, and that would be God's spirit, or it would be that of a fallen spirit. Well, you probably asked the question then, preacher, what can I do? Well, the Bible has something to say. The Bible challenges us to use words to help people, to build people up, and not to tear people down. Our words can have an incredibly positive effect. And I'm sure you probably can remember coming up when people would say encouraging words to you, that they would stay with you. Just think back when you was coming up as a child and in middle school and in high school, even in college, if somebody said encouraging words, I right here in this church had mothers and deacons to say, little right, you inspired me today, young man, with that song you sung. That was encouraging. I had others to say, stay with the church. Don't let nothing pull you away from the church. And you know, that meant something. When people give encouraging words to you, you know how good it makes you feel. So why not reciprocate that feeling to transform the tongue? You need to change it if you are one of those individuals that can't help but say ugly things. Transforming the tongue begins with a change in the heart. Jesus said, but what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and that defiles a man. The heart influences the tongue, and when the heart is full of anger, selfishness, envy, pride, and all of that ugly stuff that can only invade our hearts, we are affected in a negative way, and in everything we say will be bad. So then, what do we do? T-H-I-N-K. T, is it true? Put your brain in gear before you put your mouth in motion. Is it true? Is it helpful? That's the H. The I, is it inspiring? The N, is it necessary? K, is it kind? Think before you speak, and people will think more of you. It will take you a long way. Some of you will go on interviews. There's three things that they're going to look for. They're going to look at how you dress. 
They're going to look at your personal hygiene, how well groomed you are, if everything is in place. But then they're going to ask you some questions. And what comes out of your mouth can be the decision maker to the interviewer of whether or not they will keep you or let you go. Think before you speak. And then be honest in what you say. There's a reason God gave us two ears and one mouth. He gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. So that we can be good listeners. And then so we can speak things that are truthful and that are meaningful. Tap into God's help. And this help is available to us. Who can tame the tongue? Jesus can. Jesus is in the business of transforming lives. Paul reminds us, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Old things have been passed away and new things have come. Jesus can give us the desire and the motivation to change. All you have to do is ask him and he'll do it. Most of all, he can give us the ability to make that change. Paul went on and said, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Countless lives have been transformed through Jesus Christ. Jesus specialized in changing lives. God specialized in doing things that seem impossible. All we have to do is Ask him, and he'll do it. As I get ready to go to my seat, I just want to tell you this, to the graduates and to the entire congregation, many books can inform you, but only the Bible can transform you. Many books, yes, they can inform you, but only the Bible can transform you. So when you pack your bags and get ready to go wherever you need to go, make sure you take the word of God with you. It's going to be some tough days. It's going to be some rough days. Being grown comes with challenges. It comes with changes. Some of the things that you said that you got away with in high school, you won't be able to get away with it in college. When you get into the real world, people are going to size you up by what comes out of your mouth. There's power in words. And don't you dare think that there's anything wrong with two words that can be used anytime, anywhere. And that is thank you. Thank you. Don't get too big. Don't get so educated until you cannot say thank you. Remember mom and dad, sister and brother, uncle and aunt. Remember the deacons and the teachers, the youth church leaders that helped you along the way. The ministers, the deaconess, the mothers. 
don't forget to say thank you. And then don't think that it belittles you to use the word yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Some people seem to think that it belittles them to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. But I came to tell you that people who think they are better than others shall be made humble. And those who are humble shall be made great. If you're going to the United States military, you're going to have to use some yes sirs and some yes ma'ams. If you're going to pursue a career in law enforcement, it's going to be mandatory that you say some yes sirs and some yes ma'ams. But then for you that are not going to the military or law enforcement, we got a God who sits high and he looks low. And he said, give honor to whom honor is due. It's okay to say thank you and yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and I appreciate it. It'll take you a long way in life. As I get ready to leave you, there's a song that had words that the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. adopted, and then there's another, and that same song that Sister Mahalia Jackson, Mahalia and Dr. King adopted the words to this song, and it did do us well to adopt them ourselves. It says, if I can help somebody as I pass along. It says, if I can cheer somebody with a word or a song. If I can show somebody that they are traveling wrong, then my living shall not be in vain. It goes on to say, if I can do my duty as a good man, as a Christian woman or a Christian man ought, if I can bring back beauty to a world of rot, if I can spread love's message, as the master taught, then my living, then my living, then your living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain then my living shall not be in vain if I can help somebody Thank you.
doors of the church are open. You may come by letter, Christian experience, or as a candidate for baptism. The Bible says, harden not your heart the day that you hear my voice. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, woman, girl, or boy will open and let me come in, I will come in and sup with you and you with me. Then my living Brother Magruder, if he'll stand. He's coming to us by Christian experience. Amen. That means you have been baptized? Yes. You've been a member of a church before? Yes. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to study with us? Yes. Are you willing to work with us? Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask that you go with Sister Foster, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. Amen. Amen. And Reverend Harrington has a, Reverend Harrington has a statement to make. Um, I'm just going to sit here 
for a minute. Um, for the next three weeks, you won't be seeing me. And I wanted you to know that because I don't want you to think anything is wrong. Oprah and I have decided that we are going to take a road trip rather than fly, fly back and forth. Uh, we're going for the first time I am to the minister's conference at Hampton Institute all next week. And uh, start, well, starting on the second. Uh, I'm also asking for your prayers this week as I prepare a speech saluting Cl Dr. Clary Collins Harvey. That'll be on Saturday at 12 noon at Central United Methodist Church. The next week, Oprah and I are just going to rest and meditate and then move by car. We're doing all of this by car to Baltimore the third week for the National Baptist Convention Sunday School Congress. Last year this time, I was just getting back from India. And you know, this body is not as young as it used to be, but the spirit is, is very young. But I need your prayers because I know I, wherever I go, I represent you. And I thank you for all your support and all your love. And Oprah and I will definitely be online looking at Kate and all that good stuff when we can. But pray us up because Oprah holds the position as the third in command of the entire music division of National Baptist Convention. And that is an honor. And yours truly will be working as co-chair of the faith-based initiative for all in National Baptists. So humbly, I come before you saying, you know, give me your prayers, give me your good thoughts, and that God will use us in a mighty way. Amen. All others are coming for prayer. So I want you to take the hand of the person next Amen. to you. Let us join in this prayer together. Yes, yes. Let us pray. Most gracious Father, we come now. We come, Father, with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Thanking you once again for another day. Father, we come thanking you that you have given us the opportunity to journey farther in life. There are graduates here today of all ages going to another level, starting on a new journey, Lord. All a part of that part of life that you've called them to do. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will go with them on this journey, through their travels, through the people they meet, Lord, that they will share your word wherever they go. Bless these, your children, O oh Lord. Keep them in your loving care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
It is at this time that we bring our minds and our hearts in sacredness for it was the Last Supper where Jesus said we are to examine ourselves and we are prepare ourselves for this time. And we ask that now you would bow your heads. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come before this table that is sacred because of you. You came and you lived and you died and in your life you prepared for us a way. In your dying, you prepared for us an eternity. Now, Lord, as we take of this bread and drink of this wine, we do so in remembrance of you for your giving of your life for us and your shedding of your blood. Let us never forget and let us always keep it as a holy reminder of the mercy and the grace in the name of Jesus, the Son, amen. If there's anyone that has gluten sensitivities, we ask that you would raise your hand and Deacon Dixon will serve you.
stand together. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and break it. And after giving thanks, he said, Eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Let us eat. And likewise, he took the cup and said, Drink, this is my blood which is shed for you. Let us drink together. And after they had finished, they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives.
that was that was a phone loss someplace in the in the building here. So if you if you would look around and see if there's one close to you by chance, a cell phone. Thank you. May we stand, please? <laughs> 